Welcome to the number one podcast. I am your host, Coach Jake. This is where we explore the journey from no one to number one. It is the number one podcast. I am your host, Coach Jake. This is where we explore the journey from being no one to number one. I uh, hope you guys are all doing good today. I had a couple uh, great uh, responses yesterday in the podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about why is entrepreneurship the key to financial freedom? And by the way, welcome, Lyrically Indigenous and Muscle Wizard. Let's do some words. Nature Boy, 10th Planet. All right, great name. HSV Guy, David Curzio, Radic, Matt Third. March 3rd, sorry, Otimi Jiu-Jitsu, uh, Owls and Mike, happy to see you all today. As ever, you guys can feel free to pipe up on the chat. I would love to talk to you guys. And um, yeah, that's how we're going to communicate today. So hope you guys are doing well. Again, the topic, why entrepreneurship is the key to financial So why am I talking about this subject? I've been an entrepreneur since... Boy, I think it has to be two, it was 2000 1999. So I've been an entrepreneur since 1999. That means I'm going on a quarter of a century of being in business for myself. Now, that's when I started. I started, I already had a job. And it wasn't until 2006 that I was able to leave the job and go full-time on my own. Okay. Took six or seven years. I started. So 99, I would have been uh, uh, 28 or 27, something like that. And it took a while. Right. And the first thing that happened was I was, remember, it has to be to the, uh, the year 1999 because I was listening to the, or maybe it was 2000. What was the name of that Dr. Dre album? Was it 2000 or 2001 that came out that year? It came out like the year prior to the title. Anyway, that year, there is a, uh, a lyric in one of the raps where Dr. Dre is talking about somebody who's trying to diss him. And he says, uh, move units and then we'll talk. Something like that. Move unit. And it got me thinking. Uh, I was in grad school for financial engineering. Which is ironic because you learn zero financial literacy in the establishment system, which is, in my opinion, probably by design. Because if you get financial literacy, then you don't have to have a job, or you can at least be in charge of your own job, right? So I went all the way through high school, college, and then grad school. And my grad school was in financial engineering, and I totally didn't learn anything about financial literacy. Of course, I learned everything about how to work a spreadsheet, how to build models, all these various theories, but not about actually how to become wealthy myself. Now, entrepreneurship has taught me that. Okay. And that's really what I want to talk about today is why entrepreneurship is the key to financial freedom, right? So we're going to today deep dive into the world of uh, business and entrepreneurship, explore why it is the ultimate path to achieving financial freedom, okay? Now, uh, what's up, Bellmaster, Lonnie Hammett, Golden Shellback, Sad Guy Husson, Master with Cracked Ribs, 
James, Tor, Radic, all you guys, happy to see you today. So like I said, in today's episode, we're going to deep dive into why the world of entrepreneurship is the ultimate path to achieving freedom. Now, I started scientific wrestling in 2003, and here we are today, blowing up. Now we have, uh, last year we launched our affiliate program. We have 11 affiliates across the United States and Canada looking to expand overseas. Very excited about that. Check it out. Scientificwrestler.com has the value stack, so you can check it out. But let's really talk about what does financial freedom mean? Uh, Lyrical Indigenous popped in, said it was released in 1999. So that was the first year. The first, the first thing I did was I was very heavy into professional wrestling at the time. I was taking a break from grappling because I wasn't achieving my goals in grappling at the time. And I was feeling a little lost. It's before I had really um, discovered catch wrestling wholeheartedly. It was just on the radar, but I haven't really, I hadn't gotten obsessed about it. And I was a little bit, what do I want to do? And I, I think I've told this story before. I was dating this girl who was not impressed by my grappling career plans, but was very enamored uh, with WWE at the time. This was the Attitude Era, the height of the Attitude Era, uh, the height of the uh, competition between WCW and WWE. And I'll be real, I was doing everything it took to win. I already had a strong wrestling background. I'm already good at getting on stage. I have no stage fright, but I needed to learn the ropes of business. And because this girl was into it, I wanted to impress her and I got into it. And I started doing steroids. Not proud of it, but I did at that time. And I got pretty big. Um, I naturally walk around at about 200 pounds. I'm almost 6'2". Um, and I got up to about 230 pounds. And I was pretty big. Pretty, you know, I'd gotten to the... Back then, you couldn't be a Zack Sabre Jr. You couldn't be a uh, Adam Cole. The, all the little guys were having a hell of a time. It's very difficult to get booked. I think the only guy was uh, Rey Mysterio that was small. So you had to get as big as you could. Anyway, I figured out that, oh man, I heard that Dr. Dre lyric. And I thought, you know what? I can't be the only one that wants access to these uh, things. Now you can go and get testosterone replacement therapy. You can just go to your doctor and they'll take care of you. But back then it wasn't so easy. I've done a lot of research and found all of these overseas companies where it's not illegal, like in Mexico and Canada, it wasn't illegal to get uh, certain kinds of steroids, uh, like Decadurabolin and these other lower end um, D-ball and things like that. So I um, had this list of all of them and I concatenated the list and made a directory. It started selling it, not online, but in the back page of like the San Francisco Weekly, you could run an ad. And so I'd run these ads. And that was my first thing. And I made some money. It wasn't huge, but, you know, it was, it was profitable, but it wasn't huge. But that's what I got my first taste, right? So from there, I experimented. I tried to make a uh, set of Excel add-ins in a spreadsheet that you could sell that would do uh, calculations of body fat, body mass, these kind of things, track your workouts, give you all that. I called it Fitnomics. That was, probably, that was my second endeavor. And again, it was okay, but I wasn't making that kind of money. Now, I became obsessed with Catch as Catch Game. And all I did is I had to look at 
what one of the ways that I determine the projects, and I still recommend this to my clients today, is when you find something that you're obsessed with, and an easy way to figure out what you're obsessed with is go look at your credit card and your bank statement. What do you spend a lot of money on outside of expenses that are normal, like food, shelter? That, what do you? And I was spending all my money going to camps. I went to the Team Quest first MMA camp back in I think that was 2003. And I was traveling all the, getting all this training, uh, learning Japanese style pro wrestling because I started getting obsessed with catch wrestling. And I was like, well, this is great. If I start a business, I can write all those expenses off and then I could take and If I produce quality, valuable content to other people and learn how to package it, market it, and sell it, now I can make money. Does that make sense? So, uh, butt bag King, welcome. Uh, it says, just saw Frank, the legend, see he was legit. And I've been a fan of catch since seeing Kenneth Frank step in the octagon. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, man, we got a lot of people in the chat. So, why financial freedom? Why is entrepreneurship the key to financial freedom? Okay. Well, let's break down the definition of financial freedom. What does it mean? Okay. It's the ability to live your life on your own terms, okay? Free from constraints like traditional nine-to-five jobs, bills, that kind of thing. It's really about being able to do what you want, when you want, and with whom you want, okay? So this is the thing that you have to understand about entrepreneurship. Back then, I was working in um, banking. I had just, in 2002, the year prior to founding Scientific Wrestling, I earned my Master of Science degree in financial engineering, which is basically a combination of financial mathematics, statistics, stochastic calculus, um, derivatives, financial derivatives, like options, forwards, swaps, things of that nature, and a little bit of computer programming. Heady stuff. Cool to know, but not my passion. It's pretty boring but it paid me well. Okay. So I, I, but I didn't have options. I had to show up to the office every day. I had certain KPIs that I had to hit. Does that make sense? So I wasn't free. So <clears throat> the first reason why it gives you financial freedom is it allows you to be in control of your own income. Okay. Now that could be scary for a lot of you guys. Why you guys would rather just have this illusion and it is an illusion of security about getting a salary what you don't understand is you're getting paid by an entrepreneur unless you work for the state at some level your boss the ceo or the owner of the company is an entrepreneur meaning they started a company and took all the risk and what they see is the variable nature of the cash flows largely dependent upon your ability to market and sell your, your, your value in the marketplace. You don't see it if you get a salary and you have this illusion that it is all good, but it's not. And when you run your own business, that illusion is shattered. And you understand that you're, you're relying on somebody else for your old paycheck is very dangerous, very high risk. If you've ever lost a job or been laid off, you know what I'm talking about. But when you, it's one of those, if you learn how to fish, people don't have to give you a fish. And that's the same thing with, with being an entrepreneur. You don't have to rely on somebody else 
for your income. You know how to create your income at all times, right? You create your own income streams. And because it's yours, as you grow, the potential for that income is truly nearly endless. Look at Elon Musk. I don't think he's the richest guy on the world right now as a broadcasting, but he was just a couple months ago. I had some weird things happen in the market, so now he's not. But he took that risk. So what I'm saying is that income potential is massive compared to when you get locked in trading time for money. The thing you have to understand, you're always trading your time for money, no matter what you do. But are you getting, a, are you using leverage? Are you getting the most out of it? And to do that, you have to take a risk sometimes. Does that make sense? Welcome, Cairo Hall. Welcome, Stuart Durston. Waco Pump, Nick, Nick Slawinski, 510 January, Slammer 626. Happy to see you guys. Now, does that make sense to you? I hope that makes sense. Hey, what's, what's up, Diggs? Give you a shout out here on the screen. Happy to see you, pal. And let's see, we got Walt here. How goes it, brother? It is excellent, sir. I would say uh, good day, but it's great day. So I think I got to change that. Um, I don't know. Give me a, a number one in the chat if this is making sense to you. Uh, these are, this is absolutely crucial. You have to be in control of your own income if you want to be in control of your own destiny. Now, not only do you get to control your own income, another reason why entrepreneurship is key to financial freedom is because it allows you to actually diversify your income streams. So once I actually started getting traction, I had my first couple failures. And then I figured out how to do scientific wrestling. Now I found something that connected with people. Next thing I did is I created the mace belt. Excuse me, the whole mace movement. And that connected with people. Then I was still working. I had this, this other job. And I was at this, uh, it, it was a reverse mortgage, the largest reverse mortgage originator at the time. And I was in the metrics. I was uh, the manager of, of uh, I can't even remember my title so long ago. But basically, I was a statistician and doing a lot of analysis for them. And um, I was having these really big wins with entrepreneurship and seeing the potential. And I was like, okay, these are cool, but you know, I really want to blow up. I really want to do something big. And so I actually went, I had a boss at the time, John Lundy, and he kept hammering me. He kept saying, dude, I need you to give me these, um, these uh, market share statistics. Now, all the companies back then for reverse mortgages were privately held. So I couldn't go out to like a, a K-1 and um, get the, uh, the, the, the data. I, it, it was like, dude, I can't do that unless you give me a corporate espionage budget. And I'm not going to, it was a joke, but you know, I couldn't get the data. And so I kept racking my brain. And earlier, I had worked as a statistician at a data cooperative called Abacus Direct. And so I had an epiphany in the shower because my mind was in this creative entrepreneurship mindset. First of all, I adopted the entrepreneur mindset. And I was in the shower. The, the idea just 
manifested magic in my in my head. Popped in. What's up, Eric Paulson? Good to see you, my friend. So it popped into my head this idea that why don't I take this idea from the past where I worked at this database cooperative? It was in a marketing database cooperative. Abex Direct was a subsidiary of DoubleClick, the big internet um, click uh, company. They did uh, beta ads and stuff like that. And I said, why don't I take the ideas that I've learned when I was a statistician at this database cooperative and apply it to this reverse mortgage space? Now we could create a database where all the people would for, that I couldn't get data from, I would protect them legally with non-disclosure agreements and this, and they'd all contribute data, and then I could sell them back the reports because I knew that if we wanted that data, these other people did. But we could protect the data, spit back these reports, and show them where they ranked, but not reveal who else was ranking or whatever. You understand? And I, I went back to my boss. We had a weekly meeting, and he said, hey, what's going on? I said, hey, I figured that problem out. And he was very excited. And he goes, well, what is it? How, how are we going to do this? And I said, well, you're going to have to quit. I'm going to quit. We're going to take Topher, the database guy with us, and we're going to uh, create out for him. And he thought about it. And guess what? He quit. And we started it. And it is now, it was the first reverse mortgage consultancy in the space, still going since 2006. And we all quit. And since 2006, I have not worked for anybody else. Then I decided okay, I don't want to be doing this work because it wasn't my passion. And my wife had an opportunity with a software company that she was already working with. And so we decided to work on providing enough value to where we could buy in and, and take over the company, which we did. Meanwhile, I was still working on Mace Bell. I was still working on Scientific Wrestling. Okay, now, how is this relevant? I'm saying the other reason that entrepreneurship is key to financial freedom is because it allows you to diversify your incomes. Not only does it teach you how to make incomes, but now you can set up multiple. So if the software company wasn't rocking, then I would have some money coming in from the consultancy. And if that wasn't, I'd have money coming in from scientific wrestling. And that wasn't rocking. I could do the mace bell. And then I had other, I just kept stacking these up almost like building up your own mutual fund. But the thing is, is when you buy a mutual fund, you don't know what's going on in those businesses. That's why a lot of people lose money in the market because they just put their money in there and they listen to these money managers and they lose the money. But I started building my own portfolio businesses and you could do the same thing, but you have to have the mindset and you have to have the knowledge. That's what I'm doing here. I'm trying to share that with you for free. So you learn how to create income. You then also learn the value of diversifying your income. But the most important part, the most important reason why entrepreneurship is the key to financial freedom, freedom in general, is because it allows you to truly tap into your full potential. I mean, how many of you guys out there really truly think you are living up to your full potential? I'm just going to be real. I highly doubt it. I think that probably 95, 99% of people out on the planet are not living up to their full, full potential. Hey guys, it's Coach Jake with the number one podcast. And, you know, at number one coaching, we know that small business owners struggle to scale and increase their revenues. So 
we're here to help you. We believe that every single entrepreneur deserves the chance to win beyond their wildest dreams so that they can have peace of mind and abundance. We do that by increasing your revenue, teaching you sales strategies to increase your revenue, demolishing employee disengagement. And we do that really by transforming your sales managers into coaches that are concerned with putting points on the board, but those points are revenue. I want to help you. I'm here to help you. You don't have to go through your business life complacent, just accepting, reacting. Let's take charge. Let's win. You can head over to numberonecoaching.com, schedule an appointment. It's free. We can do a strategy session, 15 minutes for free. Numberonecoaching.com. Thanks. And when you see somebody living up to their full potential, we're wowed by that. But this is the thing. I believe this is possible for most people. I think it's just mental. When you're an entrepreneur, you're not just punching a clock, cashing a check. You're actually creating something from nothing, something that did not exist prior. I mean, had I been hit by a bus before putting out the mace, on it wouldn't have one. Um, all these people out there making millions of dollars, whether they're trainers or manufacturers or uh, influencers on the internet, whatever way they're making. They would have to be doing something else. This is the same for scientific wrestling. All these people that are going around uh, trying to start their own uh, catches, catch can thing. Hey, man, go for it. I'm happy. I did the same thing. You're probably not doing as good a job as me. <laughs> that, but I will help you. That's why the affiliate program exists. Scientific wrestler. You can actually be my partner. Use my experience, my success as your launching point. But my point is, is you're creating something that did not exist prior. You're creating value. You're actually making an impact on the world. That is, I've done all these mental assessments. Money is actually low on, on my assessment. My wife, it's, it's a high, huge motivator for it, which is great because I like money too, but it doesn't really motivate me at the end of the day. What motivates me is making an impact. And this is the greatest, is you get to make an impact as well. And so doing, you get to fulfill your purpose and reach your full potential, right? So if you are ready to take control of your financial future, if you're ready to diversify your incomes, learn how to earn, you want to tap into your full potential, okay? then entrepreneurship is the key to that. Does that make sense? What's up, Carlos? Carlos giving me a number one. What's up, brother? Hope you're healing up good. Carlos is one of our promising uh, coaches that's in our coaching program. Trying to get him to be an affiliate. He's a, he's a killer coach. Great guy. <laughs> so, now I told you I'm trying with the podcast to... Make it more efficient. I'm trying to keep the shows under 20 minutes. Yesterday was, I brought it all the way down to a half hour. I usually did hour shows. 
I'm used to my old radio show doing two hours. So trying to bring it down. Today, we're at 22. I did it in under 22 minutes. So guys, what can I do for you? Hopefully relevant within the topic I'm bringing up today, but it could be outside the topic. I have other areas of expertise. I'm going to give you guys about two seconds. If you have something in the chat, throw it up in the chat. Let me know how I can help you. <laughs> Nature Boy, Tip Planet, you want the hour episodes. Listen, dude. Okay, here's one thing I want you to understand. I appreciate that. And, you know, that means a lot to me. And I appreciate you not only just piping up and, and, and giving me your two cents, but um, that you want more uh, time with me, which I appreciate that. The, uh, the challenge is, is my time is valuable. Like I, I was spending a lot of time and I need to do other things. I've literally had about 15 meetings today already, business meetings. So I want to be able to give to you guys, but it is, uh, it is difficult. So um, <laughs> that's part of the reason why I'm doing the shorter format. I may eventually go to longer format, but we have to start monetizing this because my, my, my time is better spent elsewhere. I've got three kids at private school. I've got a mortgage. I got all these obligations that I got to get done. So uh, in, in addition to actually getting the business going too, because this doesn't really monetize for me. This is more of me doing uh, a public service to help you guys and, and educate you guys as much as I can. So I hope that was really good. Oh, we've got the Emperor Charlemagne. Wow, that is one hell of a title off of YouTube saying, I always catch your podcast and you're about at the end of them. Um, so here's the good news, guys. Uh, part of the reason why I'm shortening them too is that I've engaged a professional producer and um, the producer is really helping me blow this up. And one of the things that's good about this is not only are all the shows up on YouTube, so you can go over to my YouTube channel, both on the Scientific Wrestling and my um, personal number one channel. Um, but they're also on Apple Podcasts. I'm really excited about that because about 80% of the big, big guys, and I want to get up there, you know, I'm always trying to be number one. So most of the big guys, they get 80% of their traffic off Apple Podcasts. So I'm super excited. You can go find me over there. I'm going to put the link up uh, as well. Um, Dennis Carminati, welcome. Stellar Steven gives me a number one. Thank you, sir. All Nation Tattoos, Dave Ujum joined uh let's see oh and then Charlemagne says emperor Charlemagne, speak about the superior relevant wrestling and mma compared to bjj and how catch plays a role well i've talked about this several several times okay we know this is now common knowledge this is why you see guys um who would love to trumpet being on top but secretly know they're not because wrestling MMA is the driver of all martial arts right now. Honestly, uh, UFC really drives participation the same way NFL drives participation of flag football and peewee football and all that kind of stuff. Wrestling is the greatest predictor of champions in MMA, period. Statistically, and this has been going on for decades now. Um, there is some lag time with the propaganda and the marketing being sold about, let's say, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. There are twice as many um, MMA champions that come from a strong wrestling background than do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So we know this is statistically a fact. It's not even worth arguing. Yes, we all know about Gordon Ryan. Gordon Ryan, in my opinion, uh, it doesn't have to do with the style. In fact, his style, to me, when I look at Gordon Ryan, um, wrestling in short shorts, ripped to the gills, maybe juicing, 
Looks a little bit like early uh, lines did to me, doing leg locks. So we've kind of already seen this, no gi. Um, so he'll say it's jujitsu, but you, you can even look at like, he's a once in a generation athlete, okay? I don't even think it's it's his coach, honestly. Now, that, that goes against the marketing and might ruffle some feathers, but I think that it's just, he is truly a stud, okay? Now, given that, um, you know, I see even Danaher switching, calling everything pinning now. Nobody said pinning in, in the grappling space or in the MMA space until I brought it in and started pushing it. That's a fact, dude. I can go back because we got on the internet and everything's documented. I brought Wade Chalice into scientific wrestling at the very beginning. He is known as the, as the king of pinning. Our first uh, uh, produced video together was Killer Cradles about pinning for grappling. Then we did Pinisher, which was pinning for MMA. So this is all stuff. That, and, and people are now following what we have established in our research. And, and I'm very honored by that. I wish people would actually start citing and giving credit, but they don't. Now, so that's this period of relative, uh, wrestling and MMA compared to BJJ. Catch plays a role because um, wrestling, especially the freestyle folk style that we're talking about, is directly, it is a derivative of catches catch can directly. And in particular, you just have to now take these stud wrestlers who are dominating. And instead of unlearning the wrestling and learning this jujitsu, very simply, we just have to get them a little bit of grappling literacy and tune into the setups that catches catch can has. And you don't have to unlearn the wrestling. Right. So that's really been our program since the beginning. I hope that helps. Um, and then let's see. Oops, I skipped one. So let's see. Charlene says, uh, in modern no BJJ, closer to Siamma's shoot wrestling. I mean, first of all, Siamma's shoot wrestling was the first truly kind of really organized modern MMA. And that's directly out of Siamma pro wrestling and Carl Gotch's influence. So, yeah, not even, I mean, these are just facts. And I'm sorry, it kind of ruffles feathers sometimes because people are deeply invested in jujitsu or in the propaganda and it's just like i don't care like these are facts like you just need to deal um md tempest would you go one-on-one -on -one for potential mentoring uh what do you mean would i do that have i done that i've done that i mean that's what i did with billy i was billy was my mentor i apprenticed under billy for seven years that's the exact amount of time in the medieval guilds that came up with the word apprenticeship an apprenticeship lasts seven years for you to become a master so it's just weird, but like, yeah. So I think one-on-one -on -one mentoring is great. I do it. Most people can't afford me uh, just because I can make more money doing something else. So Emperor Charlemagne says, uh, today's product is nothing like, because yeah, it's not, dude. It's not. It just isn't. You're right. Uh, Roman Stone, Jake, the main man. Thanks, dude. Appreciate that, Roman. That's very nice. And then he says, most knowledgeable catches catch can man on earth. There is a lot of really good guys out there. Okay. Uh, obviously first to mind comes, uh, Josh Barnett. Uh, that's, I think where a lot of our, our friendship comes in. Um, I think Eric Paulson knows a, a decent amount. I think he's spread out over a broad domain. So, you know, he's really knows like a lot about the striking and he, he's a jujitsu guy and then had uh, a, a strong shooto background. Uh, I think Eric's very knowledgeable as well. Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, I'm going to be real. I put, him, 
a fuck ton of work, dude. Massive amounts of effort. I think I've published, I can't even count the pages. It's tens of thousands of pages, produced tens of thousands of uh, minutes of content. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, I put in a lot of work. A lot of work, a lot of grind, bro. Uh, Nature Point Tenth Planet says, thanks for sharing the Carl Gotch and Enoki workouts. Yeah, guys, you got to check out the YouTube page. I put up great stuff there. I put up a lot of great stuff. Um, and let's see here. He says, uh, Emperor Charlemagne says, last question for me. What do you think of Yukio Miyato? And have I met him? Thank you for your time. I've not met him face to face, but we've talked quite a bit, obviously, because we share a, a mentor. I think Miyato knows uh, a, a quite a bit about the um, Billy Robinson approach. I also believe that uh, Hideki Suzuki, I think both of those guys really understand the Billy Robinson approach, probably on my level. Um, I don't know exactly how many hours. I think Miyato and I probably spent about the same time with, with Billy. Um, I think, you know, uh, the advantage I have is that I also spent time with Carl, Gene LaBelle, uh, Dick Cardinal, um, a little bit of time with Fujiwara. So I've got also this massive amount of time under Billy and really understanding his process and system. And then these other perspectives and then time with Wade Chalice, uh, Guinness record holder for most wins and pins in all of wrestling, the most dominant style in mixed martial arts. So, um, yeah, but uh, highly recommend if you're in Japan, look up Hideki Suzuki, look up um, Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, Miyato. Miyato was a uh, wrestler in the UWFI as well. Um, hope that helps. And let's see. Harry Smith is bringing, bringing uh, great attention to his well, says Roman Stone out on Facebook. Yeah, Harry is great. Harry has been with Scientific Wrestling since, and I want to say 2006, 7? 2007. He came to the very first uh, Billy Robinson training we held at the Santa Monica re Wrestling Room. And uh, Harry's been great. So he's a full coach with Scientific Wrestling. In fact, you guys, I've tried to make these opportunities. You could have trained with Dick Cardinal, man, right? I mean, Gene LaBelle made himself a bell. You could have trained with him. Um, Billy Robinson. I, for the longest time, I had Wade Chalice and Gene and uh, Josh Barnett together on camps. He could have come and trained, and he didn't. So um, I would really recommend you guys get to Coach and Catch. I would really recommend it. Harry and I are going to be in Orlando. Now, I can't guarantee any of these people are going to come, but I've gotten verbal confirmations that about four main event level WWE stars are going to be at the uh, Orlando training, learning, perfecting their craft, which is slightly different because but, you know, what are they trying to do? They're trying to emulate a real fight, just like John Wick, but it's theatrical with some other craziness involved. But um, Emperor Charlemagne, ah, oh, you said it was the last question. It's okay. Uh, sorry, one more question. Is the Inoki Gotch footage you recently posted different from the Gotch workout DVD you sell? Is it part of it? Again, thank you. No, so the, um, the, the condition for combat sports footage is um, what Carl and my friend, both of them deceased, unfortunately, uh, uh, Tom Puckett put together to try to codify and record the uh, workouts that Carl was famous for. Now, the workout that I put on uh, with Inoki, I think that was originally filmed for Japanese TV to promote Inoki. Um, and there's all kinds of great stuff on there, stuff that's not on 
the conditioning uh, DVD. But that is just like, like documentary footage. It's not him actually talking through and coaching you. So I would definitely go check it out. Lots of great ideas on that video, by the way. Lots of great. Just go to the Scientific Wrestling YouTube channel. I have so much free content for you guys. You know, you can go to scientificwrestling.com. Click on the articles link too. Tons of free articles. I don't know, man. I'm trying. I, I do this for free. <laughs> Just trying to get you guys, uh, you know, share. At my whole, like I said, I'm affected. By, I'm motivated by impact. That's why I'm doing this. But I mean, I, I can't do it for free. But I do give a ton for free. But the the uh, Fighting Library, which has the first four encyclopedias of scientific wrestling, two bare-knuckle boxing uh, compilations, uh, jiu-jitsu compilations, all these old tomes. It's over 10,000 pages. And just the fightinglibrary.com, go there. Um, tons of stuff. So anyway, um, any other questions, guys? Otherwise, office hours are going to close. Uh, I did get the main content done in 20 minutes and then got to the questions uh, afterwards. So I appreciate you guys. I will see you tomorrow and uh, really make the most of the day. There, you got 24 hours. You can get in your workout. You can get in good sleep. You can eat right. And then you can bust your ass working for your dreams, for your own financial freedom. But, you know, the, I, one thing in closing I'd like you guys to understand. Freedom and responsibility are two sides of the same coin. They're, they're two different perspectives on the same concept. Junbak, unless you happen to luck out, get the genetic lottery, some people are genetically or, or lucky genetically. They have good looking parents or whatever. Or maybe they have no good parents, but the combo produced a good looking kid. That's lottery. You had nothing to do with that. You really shouldn't be proud of it. You're just lucky. Some people get that with silver spoons. Some people are born with rich parents. Okay. I'm not talking to you guys. Well, if you don't learn financial literacy, it will end with you. You'll be the last in your generation because uh, you'll squander that money because you didn't learn how to earn and how to keep it, how to grow it. So freedom, financial freedom and responsibility, which is basically financial literacy, taking risks, experimenting, learning. There's no get rich quick unless you're a, unless you're a trust fund kid. Not, I have no problem with that. I'm just saying you're going to have to work your ass off. Okay, if you want freedom, freedom and responsibility are effectively the same thing. All right, guys, I really appreciate you tuning in. We will be back tomorrow. Hey, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the number one podcast. I am your host, Coach Jake. And as ever, please, if you enjoyed this episode, share it, pass it along, hit like, all that, smash the like button, whatever. Please help us get the word out. My mission is to help as many people as possible. Head over also to numberonecoaching.com. We are here to help you with your small business, help it succeed, help it grow, and help you thrive and become number one.